0: Welcome back to the podcast, everyone, on another episode of Sun Scrap Nation. <clears throat> Today is Monday, November 2nd, 2020. Your host, as always, Daniel Jonas. And back in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, sorry I didn't get a podcast out last week to break down the fights. I was doing one, and then for some reason, the recording stopped working. Not 100% sure, so I had to figure it out. And, well, we're back this week. And then I had to go out of town to coach for a fight, and I want to give a huge shout-out to my brother and friend David Fitzgerald for his kickboxing match, his K-1 fight. He had with <clears throat> some guy that um he was scheduled to fight, a Muay Thai fight, and then the guy pulled out, I don't know, last second or something, and then he got a new fighter from West Virginia, and they just did K-1 rules, so just kicking and punching no clench work at all it was my it was david's first fight and he went out there (laughs) it's it was two three minute rounds so not that long it's six minutes of action like i mean and when i say more happened in two minutes than most happened in like three round uh ufc fights like for 15 minutes he goes out there Kind of abandons the game plan and goes on to. Smells like it's burning. Um, he goes on to gets knocked down in the first round. He tries to he doesn't he abandons game plan by just going in punch first and you know he's very tall so the game was to go kick high and just kind of keep the guy away. And set up with different kicks. He bull rushes forward like he's playing football again, and the ref gets pissed because they're clenching up. But I mean, if you're punching and you know grabbing each other is bound to happen. And for the, I mean, the ref later apologized, but he like threw a temper tantrum because they wouldn't stop grabbing each other. But it's like, dude, it's your job to separate them. Like if they get I mean two bodies clashing together, they're gonna get tangled up. So then you go and you put your hands on them and then you separate them and then you go go again but the fact that they're doing it it's not their fault like it, they can you know you you want them you want them not to do it but it's inertia it's science like you can't stop that so instead of throwing a temper tantrum like a child you know just do your job so then like i said Fitz is throwing punch, or throwing kicks, but the guy is just closing distance and throwing punches. So because Fitz was throwing to the legs and the guy was just eating them and walking forward. And he gets caught with a right hand and gets dropped hard. <laughs> His parents are in the audience. I'm sorry to them for that. Uh, he gets dropped hard, he gets right back up thanks to you know, if you if you run, like when I like run on your and work on your cardio. And the off time, which he does, he's a running machine, like a gazelle. Uh, it helps build up the proteins in your brain to help you recover. It doesn't help you from not getting knocked out, but it helps you from, or like knocked down, but it helps you from, it helps you with the recovery of the trauma. So he pops right back up, gets his, you know, gets his, he had a 10 count, so he could have just like relaxed for a second, but gets right up um shakes it off and then the round ends before the round ends he gets punched in the face so it was already a 10 it was going to be a 10-8 but then the guy lost a point it's like a 9-8 um or back to 10-9 anyway so we go back to the kid. If we go back his coach shout out to Steve from the creepy weasel from, uh, from American Top Team Asheville comes in. There's the old Trevor Whitman, puts his finger in his chest and tells him, you know, where are we kicking? High. Where are your hands go? High. And uh, to stay the fuck sharp. And he goes out there and then he starts fighting like, so second round starts, starts fighting like he was, like we planned on. He kicks high. He kicks the legs. He kicks all over. The guy can't get a beat. He starts going linear kicks, round kicks, till finally he just sets up a one two because the guy was just waiting to counter, but it's hard to counter if you're getting kicked and you know you can't punch him back. So the punches weren't there. He's still got I mean, tagged a little bit, but you know, what are you gonna do? It's a fight. When he sets up a one-two, it was nice. It was nice as well. He was in the southpaw position because of the different varieties of kicks. He landed in southpaw, and to set himself to set himself back orthodox, he threw a rear teep, and it gets back orthodox, and then sets up the one-two or rear push kick, and one-two Robert Whitaker style head kick over, and gets that nice. I mean, the guy just stopped fighting. He, he was like, fuck this. Because he saw black. Like he, he Michael Bisbinked his eye for a second. It was pretty bad. Um, but yeah, so congrats to David. I'm super proud of him. Never been more proud of him. This dude graduated college. Give a fuck about the college graduation. We're <laughs> both college graduates. I could care less about the education. I'm more proud of the fact that he went through more things in two and a half minutes than most People go through their whole entire life. What he went through in two and a half minutes, most people would have to go to their doctor and get diagnosed as PTSD or some crazy bullshit like that. Like, I love fighting for this reason is it's a, it's just the most simple, contra- like confrontation. Like what's the word for it? Uh, conflict resolution right? It's the simplest form of it. You both agree to fight, you both agree to punch each other in the face, and whoever wins is the better man well you can't you can't structure a society like that that's 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 not civilized. It's not civilized I get it it's bar, quote unquote barbaric it's something that has been through the beginning of time, we started with punching each other in the face when we couldn't express our feelings and we couldn't talk or even communicate because dialogue wasn't invented. So you just you know, I mean fighting is natural. It's a natural thing we all have. To clench our fists, to kick away, to punch like it's just a natural thing. And I think we lose sight of that. We call it barbaric we call it, you know, uncivilized. But yet, you go out there, and most people are, you know, I don't think to get, like, political or anything like that, or cultural with it. It's just, It's just dumb, you know. And then people want to complain that their feelings are hurt. It's like, okay, well, if your feelings are hurt, then you can do something about it. But instead of just being in your feelings and then relying on pills and then having these fucking facebook posts or these instagram posts just promoting oh these pills help you don't be afraid to take your take your mental pills don't be afraid and it's like i get that it helps some people but most of the time it's just your nutrition physical uh, physical activity and sleep and if you can just improve all three of those usually it can help resolve whatever shit you're dealing with i know when i go and train or even after a fight you're so fucking tired of conflict. You're so tired of the stress and the other things that come with it the physical stress, the mental stress that the idea of, oh, someone said this word to me or there's this injustice in this world. Like, you stop wanting to be Batman and you start going, damn, that was tough. And like, I'm thoroughly. What's that? Like I'm thoroughly sustained from just all the other shit, right? Like physically, I'm tired. Mentally, I'm exhausted. I don't have the, I don't have the capacity to deal with the other shit in the world. Like something happened. Something happened. Uh, you know, something happens in another part of the world. I, I'm just too tired to deal with it. Just too. It, it, it. It's not my. It's not my fight. I had my fight. This was it, and I did it. And I got through it. And then usually your head you clear your head, and if you eat healthy, you give yourself some good fuel. And next thing you know, you're feeling way better. And the like minor things in life start to just not bother you as much. So what I got to see from my best friend and brother go through in two minutes. And why I say I'm more proud of him is because people just like to quit. They just like to say they can't and they like to quit. But when your back's up against the wall and you get fucking dropped like that. And I see a kid that just gets up, shakes it off. Like wants to refuse that I just got dropped. Like I refuse to quit. I refuse that this ever happened. I'm better than, I'm better than quitting. I'm better than just letting the lights get shut off. And then he stands up and he's like, all right, your turn. That's a mental fortitude that most people just want to neglect and they want to rely on pills for. They want someone else to take care of it. The, the lack of self-responsibility is bewildering to me. The idea that it's everyone else's fault and it's never mine and I can never just accept that it's my fault. And I can't just look in the fucking mirror, look at myself and go, yeah, I fucked up. But guess what? We wanted, to extend, we wanted to extend life, and in the past 100 years, we've doubled life expectancy to the point where we're living too long. right? But you have so much time on your hands that people want to waste your time with bullshit, and then they never give you the chance to really take that time and use it for good on yourself and become a better person. And we're not asking for drastic changes. No one's asking for you to become you know, the best person ever and give away all your money and help everyone in need and do this in the blink of an eye. No, it's about the little steps. No matter how long it takes you. You have years, hopefully, knock on wood, you know. Take your time. It's your time. It's your life. It's the things in life that you can't That aren't the things that matter. The things that aren't material, not even to say that or like tangible. Like time is precious. People say this. It's an it's a thing that you can't turn into a commodity. And the thing that most of these big corporations and big things fear is time, because it's the one thing you can't stop. And it's just dependent on how quickly you want it to go by. If you just want to be whatever, take all the pills, forget everything, not let anything bother you, just go into a deep hole of pill taking and passing the blame off to someone else and slowly just deteriorating that way, go for it. Oh, by the way, folks, we haven't had Xanax that long, so people that take it, we don't really know what long-term effects are of it. So if you just want to give it up for that, good. Go for it. That's your life and your time. But I'm telling you, there's a better way to go about it, and it's way easier, and it's stood the test of time. It's eating healthy, just working out, working hard. And I know a lot of people out there, they want to go, oh, I ran. I, I sweated I sweat a little bit today. I did it. I burned, I burned calories did a soul cycle. It was hard. No, it's not. It's not hard. Like what you did, you should do that another hour until when you touch your shirt, you it, it's just like you got out of a rainstorm. Most people like their sports bras and compression shorts for guys get a little they they get a little musky in the in the in those swamp ass areas, you know? But they don't really experience what it's like to to be on the floor trying to grasp for air or trying to not even do that. Trying to keep yourself up when you want to sit, like, just kneel down and take a breath. To just keep going. Um... I guess I'll stop harping on it, but uh, yeah, I just when I see something like that, I see and what and shout out to the other guys in the Asheville American Top Team. They they went out there three and zero. Sammy, fucking crazy good. This kid, Sammy, my God, he's like seventeen or something. He went out there, he had a pro debut, he like fainted. Superman punches off the cage. He hit one, and then he like was like, "What's up? What's up?" And he went against a kid that was like. That had, I don't know, how many fights. He did a bunch of smokers. Like, this kid was supposed to be next... Pay- and Sammy was just like, what's up? And he just, like, touched him. He... Man, it was beautiful. Uh, ridiculously good. But anyway. <clears throat> I guess I'll just keep quit harping on the whole thing. I, I just think a huge problem of ours is the lack of self-responsibility. Um, in Thailand, my mom... And I went to a monk chat, something she really wanted to do. I mean, it was was cool. It was a cool little thing. You get to sit down with one of the Buddhist monks at the temple there and get to talk to him. And people think there's a lot more to life than there is. People think that when you take a vow as a monk, you're going, oh, my God. It's so admirable. It's so... It's so, I couldn't imagine. My mom was, you know, trying to pry him in the ways of, like, she she studied Buddhism from China. And she's trying to, like, break down, like, the details of what, like, really get into the minutia of what Buddhism is in Thailand. But the guy, but the monk was very... Like he kinda of shrugged it off. He was just like, No, it's not really it. What it is, is just you're trying to be the a better person than you were the day before. And if you mess up that day, well guess what? You have tomorrow to try it again. And it's that simple. It's not it's not about doing everything at once and then overwhelming yourself. It's also not about just like, okay, well I have tomorrow to do it. It's about doing what you can that day and trying to be the best person you can that moment. And if something comes up or, you know, let's say you want to go to the day without cursing. And to you, that's some sort of moral victory, if you will. And at the end of the day, you stub your toe and you go, fuck. And then you say fuck because you fucked it up and now your whole day is seems fucked instead of popping that Xanax instead of like overwhelming yourself and growing the gray hair and you know blaming the table for being there when it shouldn't have been or blaming whoever for putting the table whatever the case may be instead of blaming that and blaming something else and trying to find something to pass that responsibility on just look at yourself in the mirror and go well guess what I fucked it I fucked it, but tomorrow, I'll try not to fudge it, and from then, you can just try again until it gets easier and easier and easier until you're like, okay, well, this is easy. I don't have to curse anymore. Let's move on to something else to make myself better or in whatever realm of being better that you want to be. I'm not going to blame the social media. I'm not going to blame all this kind of shit. Like, it's not, it's not, a. it's really not just like a, it's not political. It's not, it's not cultural. Well, it's cultural, but it's not, I mean, maybe it all ties in together. It's not political. It's not, you know what I mean. I think, I hope you know what I mean. It's a mindset thing. It's the, the best time to live right now in all of time, but seems like the worst time to live because people tell you it's the worst time to live because there's so much of this going on and so much bad in the world. To be honest, people are kind of like struggling to find bad. People are turning things that might not be bad into bad just to get people to react to anger. Anger is the easiest emotion to get to out of everything. It's very hard to love something right off the bat. We're emotionally more capable than we think we are. And more, we're evolutionally more sophisticated. If you just loved everything, or if you know someone that loved everything, you're probably not the smartest person. You know what I mean? Like they're not, they have like very, they're not very in tune with their emotions. If they're like, oh, I love, I love this, and I love this, and I love this, and I love this. It's like, you don't really understand what emotion is, do you? You kind of just, like, enjoy something, and you're like, love. Maybe lack of it or too much. I don't know. I ain't no psychologist. It's what David's for, um, eventually. But we're, it's harder to love something because you want to guard. If you've ever, like, had your heart broken or whatever... Like you don't want to have that feeling ever happen to you. So you guard it. You guard love. But hate, it's like, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this, I hate that. You just have like hate guns and you're like, bam, that, 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 because it's so easy. There's no there's no repercussion for hating something. You just have people go, Oh, well, that's kind of lame, but okay, I guess you hate it. Um There's like no repercussion, you can just it's an emotion that you can just like take out and then everyone if you get enough people hating something it's like easy to mob mob it with hate and then hate can become fun because like if you have more people hate one nothing's better than going somewhere where everyone's like this place is the fucking greatest and then you there's like two people and they're like this place is the fucking worst and the other guy's like oh you too and next thing you know there's, camarader- there's camaraderie between hating things and it's like a stronger camar- camaraderie than everyone loving something But anyway, I don't know. Uh, that's just my two cents. Uh, there were fights this weekend. I guess before we get into that, make sure to check out SouthernScrapNation.com and Southern Scrap Nation on all platforms. Google, Spotify, uh, you know, Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, podcast app, social media, all over. So we had SouthernScrapNation.com. Um, so we had some UFC fights, they were pretty good. I didn't get to watch a lot of them, but the ones I did get to see, fun stuff. Uh, I guess the main things to talk about, we have Alexander Hernandez back with a win. With a, I mean, it was a pretty spectacular win against Chris Uh I mean, to be honest, it was kind of tailor-made for him as he uh, he's just a better striker, and Chris couldn't close distance and get him down. Then it was going to be a long night for him, and he got knocked out in the first round. And that's what happened. He couldn't get him down. He couldn't, like, close that distance to get the boxing going. And Alexander Hernandez, uh, very active and lying on his feet, pieced him up. Then we have a decision between Bobby Green and Jago Moises. Now, I am very confused by the fight because the numbers don't lie. Bobby Green outstruck him. Bobby Green has 94 to 187. Chagamoyes has 43 strikes to 120. Significant strikes, 85 to 42. They both have take two takedowns and then one submission attempt. I don't really understand uh, that Hold on, let's go. See if there are highlights from it. I mean, yeah, okay. Hmm. I don't really get this. I mean, I guess it's because Chago looks like he's hitting harder. I mean, Bobby's still walking him down. I guess that was a big shot, but okay, he checks that kick. I guess it's because Giago like looked like he hit harder, but I don't know. It seems fucking ridiculous. All right. Um. Then he had a submission from Kevin Holland over Charlie Ontiveros. Greg Hardy with a nice KO in the second round. Kind of changing my tune about Greg Hardy. Steve this weekend really gave me an eye opener. You know, he, he's trained with him, and anyway, uh, maybe one day. We'll be able to discuss it because, you know, evidence has to come out. But it, it, he seems. I don't know. Anyway, Maurice Green, I mean, to knock that guy out, noice. It's a nice win. I mean, he continues to get better. And he just need, I mean, I think that's a perfect fight. You know, people in that tie to Ivasa versus Greg Hardy seems like a great fight. Um,. There's still, a, you know, Sir, Sergei Spivak. Like, there's a, there's, a t- there's a pool of heavyweights right now that they could give each other all looks and fight each other and build each other up in a way or build someone up in a way instead of going straight to, like, the top ten or fighting legends or whatever the case may be. because you know, nothing's worse than fighting, like, an Andrei Olovsky who's number 12 or something, and then um, he kind of just, like, outpoints you because he's, you know, an older, savvy vet. Damn, he's not twelve. Oh, he's not even heavyweight. Okay, fair enough. Okay, uh, that was a bad idea. That was a bad choice. Uh, Cyril Gone versus versus Junior Dos Santos was announced. That's that's a sick fight. But anyway, there's a there's a group of them. Shamil Akdermahimov, Akder- 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 Derm Augusta Sakai, Walt, uh S- Sergei Pavlov Pavlovich, Srgon. These are like the new guys in the division. But there's like there's a couple of them. Alright. And then Featherweight Co Main event, Bryce Mitchell versus Andre Feely. Uh I'm very And Bryce Mitchell with the decision, I mean, the takedowns, the ground time, seven out of 13 takedowns, total strikes 100. I mean, Andre clearly had the advantage on the feet, probably won the second round with it. Bryce had uh, one submission attempt. I mean, the ground control and the takedowns. A kid from Arkansas, I don't really understand how he is. I mean, maybe in the featherweight division, there's not like a – there's not – let's see, featherweight division. Yeah, the Featherweight division is not like really run by a bunch of wrestlers, if you will. Bryce Mitchell versus Ryan Hall seems like a great fight. If Bryce Mitchell could get by Ryan Hall with wrestling and anti-jiu-jitsu, I would be very impressed. That should definitely be either Ryan's or Bryce's next fight. If Ryan, I think he's supposed to fight I don't know who took that fight. Because, like, with Bryce Mitchell's wrestling, he could easily just could be Edson Barbosa. Not easily, but he that's something that, game plan-wise, it favors Bryce, right? Sorry, let's not say easy, but you know what I mean. Um, it favors him. He's a favorite as far as his wrestling pedigree against uh, Dan Inge, Shane Burgos, Jeremy Stevens probably. Calvin Cater, Josh Emmett. Like, all these guys are more stand-up. They're MMA fighters, but they a lot of them, it's, you know, punch and kickings, how they get their wins. Yeah, so, I don't know. I feel like his his style kind of, Favors him in the featherweight division, whereas uh, you go bantamweight. There's a lot of grapplers in there. You got Aljamain Sterling, you got Frankie Edgar, Pedro Munoz, Rafael Souza. I'd even consider Marabta Dejafili, Cody, uh, Cody Stevens. But you get what I'm saying. And then you know, even welterweight, look at the grapplers: Colby Covington, Gilbert, Ber- Gilbert Burns, Double Threat, but. Gilbert Burns, Damien Maya, Tyron Woodley, not really, but background pedigree. Featherweight's a weird one because it's got it has one grappler and then the rest are extreme strikers. It's not until nine that you get like a nine and ten that you get another grappler kind of person. But anyway. So shout out to Bryce Mitchell. And he got to wear his cool camo Reebok shorts. Uh, in the main event, we had Uriah Hall versus Anderson Silva. And that was fun. To say about this, I just. Poor Uriah. Or poor Anderson Silva, man. Like he probably should have left at the top, but he kept going and he tried. I mean, he kind of like fucked his legacy. In a, not le- he didn't fuck it, but it's like. The more you lose, at one point he was undefeated. Now he's got two-digit losses. He's got 34 wins, but now he's two-digit losses. Like you're talking about a guy that was undefeated for six years, one of the best in the like the best in the world, arguably, and then it just diminishing return if you keep doing it. He'll always be the spider. He'll always be one of the legends. They said it was his last fight in the UFC. Dana White's like, I'm not letting him fight here again. Which, fair, whatever. Uh, I think Anderson fights in another organization. I think he goes to one, or Ryzen, or Bell, uh, maybe Belzor. <clears throat> Just because Leota Machita's there. Um, who else from Black House is there? You know, Scott Coker, I think, has got a good, uh, a, a good relationship with Black House. But I mean, what a win for Uriah! Since he he stops Anderson in the fourth round, and Anderson was looking kind of spicy, to be honest. Anderson looked real good. Uh, physically, he looked amazing. He put the pressure. He actually was like, he was, um, he didn't strike him, but that's because he got knocked down twice. uh he got knocked down twice he got hit with a jab in i think the 3rd and then the 4th round i think he got hit with a right hand and just but i mean the whole time it was it was great work from anderson for a guy whose last fight it was i wasn't expect, i wasn't expecting him to to put the pressure on as much as he did he was walking him forward um you know pu- using his boxing and he, I mean, he kind of had Uriah in the headlights for a little bit, and then when Uriah dropped him, he's like, "Oh, okay, stop. All right, I'm gonna stop respecting him. You're right. You're right. You're right. All right. right." No. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. First round, he's hitting him with, like, Anytime time was trying to push forward, he'd hit him with, like, uh, linear kick, uh, oblique kicks, he was outboxing him, being light with that jab, giving him all different looks, spinning back kicks, he looked great, he was loose, he was, but I was talking to Steve, um, because we were watching the fights together, and I mean, he makes a good point. Like, there's a bunch of micro-injuries that you don't realize Anderson has. Right? His shoulder might be fucking shot. So the power that you're going to get from it is probably not the same as when he was the prime Silva. He's probably got, like, little wrist things. He's probably got whatever the case may be. There's probably a lack of mobility that he used to have. And his style is so fluid and smooth that whereas a Dan Henderson, with all the injuries maybe to his back that make him stiff, A stiff Dan Henderson is still a dangerous Dan Henderson because the overhand right, the the like his style is not based on fluidity. Anderson's based on a young man's game; it's fluid, it's on your toes. It's but remember, his leg was snapped in half. That's why the Jared Cannonier fight, as much as it was, people didn't really enjoy it. It was just the perfect fight. You go in there, you kick the guy right in where he got his leg broken. And there you go. So you win the fight. You, It's not, yeah, okay, it's a dick move, but you're fighting somebody. This guy wants to knock you out. Okay, I hurt his leg. At least I get done with this, I can get the fuck out of here. That's a, that's a big aspect of the fight thing, the fight game that people don't realize when they watch it, and they want to armchair a coach and do all that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, when the fighters get in there, they don't just, like, close the octagon. They are like they don't, like, limp wrist, close the octagon. They're like, all right, we're good. No, they lock you in the cage. There is a moment of, I mean, some people see it. Some people don't really get that kind of um, response. But there's a response to someone closing a door and putting a latch on it and going, if you guys want to get out of here, uh, either he goes away or you go away. But I'm not opening this until it's done. I mean, obviously coaches come in, so they open it up. Uh, you know, but whatever. It's like you're gonna do whatever it is takes to win. And Anderson knows he's going against a dangerous striker, and I love that. So Uriah goes, tries to go low with a kick, and then Anderson does a. I mean, he out parries it, like he over parries it. He puts both his hands down and it to like parry that. That's like that's like a that's a real big tell. Like if you do that, then you're like, oh, well, then I'm just going to fake it and then out-time it. So I'll fake it, have his hands go down, and then throw it. But Anderson does what I love. I love it. It's a... It's... So you bite on the faint. He then overreacts to the faint. So his hands go down, and you go... Oh, I got him! And then he immediately brings him up and starts doing weird stuff, and like puts him in his face and like does weird things with his hands. So it's like, oh, uh, maybe I got him, or maybe he's just it, like offshoots the timing because then you then he knows that he overparried, so he kind of like makes his correction and it like, just gives something throws it in their face. It's it's very um it's very traditional martial arts. Someone with like a kung fu background could probably explain that better, but I understand the concept of it. Is like if you over parry, you don't want to give them the tell. So then you throw stuff to overload their brain and their eyes, so you don't let them get that pattern. Like they don't, you don't let their brain develop a pattern to try to catch them. I think it's the. I mean, Uriah just clearly hits harder. But at a point, yeah, Anderson was just touching him, touching him, touching him. I'm trying to find the, where he jabs him. And it was one of those things where I was wondering if Uriah was going to come out. And it could have. And I was thinking it was going to be this kind of fight where Uriah was going to be shy to throw and give too much respect. And then Anderson was going to just like touch him, touch him, touch him, touch him. And then it would just build up over the. I love this. It's the. It's basically who's going to pull counter, who pull counters first, because they they're one's Southpaw, one's Orthodox, so you play the lead hand game, and so whoever throws their power hand first is the one who bit and the one who's going to get countered, so that's the game that they're playing. Who, oh, I'm grabbing your hand, I'm grabbing your hand, I'm grabbing your hand, are you going to throw that left hand, or are you going to throw that left hand, or right hand, what, are you going to throw your power hand, and then when you throw it, you, you, you pull, and you counter back. Pretty much what it is for four rounds until Uriah doesn't want to play the pull counter game and he just jabs him, I'm pretty sure. Uh, they go for spinning back kick for spinning back kick, and it was cool. pretty cool. Yeah, Anderson throws a rear axe kick. I'm trying to see. There's a mo- there's a thing where An- what Anderson does that I don't know what it is. But if you hit him with a strike, he tries to get you back immediately. Uh, you see it in this fourth round. Um Uriah hits him with a snap kick. And then he tries to go right back up the middle for him, to him. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. The arm trapping, I like that. Yeah, like, here, Anderson's looking good. He's pressuring forward. He's dirty boxing. He's getting nasty with it. In the clench. He's two hands on the... On her hook, oh, little sneaky knees, which I'm—I was very confused. Like Anderson's clench work is one of the best, right? But he just forgoes it. He, uh, oh, okay, it's the left hand, it, or it's the right hand. Yeah, uh, Uriah just starts throwing the right hand, and he just clips him over the top. He—it's it, one of those moments where. He just was like, meh, you know what? I'm going to start throwing it. And he just has more power. He just clips Anderson. It's the moment where you go, Anderson's a human being. It's the same thing. Like, Khabib had never shown that. Khabib never shows that. He never shows that little, like he doesn't get tired. He doesn't stop pushing forward. He keeps this allure of, this inhuman creature coming forward and throwing power—the legend, Khabib. Anderson got tired. He clenched up, and I bet your eye felt like, "Oh, oh, oh!" He's just a human being. They let go. He throws the right hand. Keeps throwing the right hand. Anderson doesn't really have an answer for it. He's like, "All right," and then he just hits him, and then he puts him down. He survives the round. He goes for a single leg and uh well everyone's like this is the worst fight okay 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 okay, okay. I'm glad that's where we are in life now, where they see that and they go, that's the worst fight ever. I'm not saying it's the worst fight ever, but come on. Come on, dude. You're not going to give Anderson the respect. Like, I'm not saying respect him in the cage when you fight, but like, you're not going to give him some respect. Like, You're not going to give him a fight. You have to fight his idol. And, you know, you, you don't want to just like one second knock him out and go, wow, that's fucking depressing. It'd be way more depressing. At least he gave him like a little good back and forth and it was nice, 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 nice. All right. Well, that's all I got for you guys today. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Um, I'll be back on Wednesday. I will be back on Wednesday. I. I will be back on Wednesday. Um, My word means nothing to y'all, but I will be back on Wednesday. To break down this weekend's card, we've got Thiago Santos versus Glover to share, and I'll be watching that nicely at home. Oh, with Andre Oloski. Speak of the devil versus Tanner Bozer. What a great fight. I'm going to go ahead and give you that prediction. I think Tanner Bozer gets him out of there. Um, But anyway. So... Yeah, so uh, I hope you guys enjoyed. Remember, Scrap Nation. Make sure to go to all your, you can go to all the listening devices Google, Google, or Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, podcast app. Go to all your social media Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Nation. I posted highlights from the weekend. Check it out on Instagram, check it out on Facebook sunscrapnation.com I've been your host as always Daniel Jonas. you can follow me daniel Jonas ninety four um and yeah once again sunscrapnation.com I'll see you guys Wednesday. hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day and Tuesday. until next time. stay safe, peace.